Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Hardcore Listing Podcast with Christopher. Um, what, I can't remember his surname, and Stuart Whiff. Um, anyway, this is seventy six. Doing the intro again. Um, apologies if I feel if I sound a bit puffed out. I got back from a seven k run a little while ago, and I did it in ten minutes, um, which is very quick. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, reason being is because I'm sure some of you are aware I only live about a mile from Stu's house. And Stu likes to go out running as well. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Spanish horror film Wreck. Um, but at the end of that, uh, they get up into the, the loft. And there's this fucking great, horrific, lumbering thing. Ambling about aimlessly and erratically with a hammer. Um, that's pretty much Stu running around Grey's. It is harrowing. Um, so the quicker you can run the more chance you have of survival. Um, I have survived tonight, which is good news. I hope you enjoyed part one of uh, Dan P. Carter and his uh, top five government conspiracy theories that sound like science fiction films, but something else um, and other things. Sorry, I deleted my sticky with that sentence on and now I can't remember what it is. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, this is a live show. That um, is going out in about four days. Um, I'm just going to keep talking until I'm interrupted by Maxi saying hardcore lists. Um, actually, while I'm talking, let's give a shout out to the Distraction Pieces podcast gang. Uh, what's up, Susie Gage, Saucy George, uh, Jason Reed, hello, buddy, um, Small Jimman, as always, the Podfather legend, um, just top dog, Scroobius Pip. Um, to a lesser extent, Chris, to a slightly lesser extent than that, um, probably probably the rung down, but if you were stepping down, just hanging your foot there for a bit before you actually step onto the, the lower rung, Stu, um, Brad, obviously, absolute superstar, would do anything for anyone, great cameraman, um, and producer, engineer, beat maker, heat maker, extraordinaire, 76 myself um, if you haven't already check out peanuts and coffee my instrumental beat tape project sampling all of the tracks from charlie brown's peanuts over at my Bandcamp page which if you can be bothered then uh go and find it out somewhere go and look on the internet and you'll probably it's a drunken soiree in the within Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.
like a trundling train of misery. <laughs> back on the, on the tracks. We just derailed momentarily there so I could have a wee and get another bottle of Diet Coke. And uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had a little chit chat and uh, about some stuff that we can't really say on the podcast. So we just kept that. <laughs> We kept that well off of there. So, should we jump? <laughs> Can you imagine what anyone's like? We're talking about all this stuff about mind control and stuff, and you've just gone, but we can't talk about that. <laughs> no, what, the... what, what was you talking about? That sounds like what Tom DeLong was saying yeah. to Joe Rogan. Uh, we were talking about the, the recent case of thrush Chris has had on his helmet. And, uh, oh, but, uh, that, that, on, that ongoing case. <laughs> just won't come off. A helmet that looks like an atlas. Um, okay, so... Uh, need to get a pot of ski. <laughs> Can you still get ski? Oh, fucking hell. Proper show by eight. I'll tell I've you what, though. Since the what 80s. the fuck? Was that an old, like... That was, was, old, that was an old guy yoghurt joke. <laughs> yeah, to dip your dick in it to get rid of something. Yeah. Oh, okay, lovely. Um... So, welcome back anyway, to our listeners. Um, our, guest, our, guest, our guest is a, is a, is a professional radio presenter, Danny P. Carter. Um, Dan, thanks for... Well, we're halfway through. Mm. For ruining, uh, ruining your week. <laughs> we're only at the start of it. Yeah. Right. So, sh- should we get... So Just doing... quickly, um, Dan's been in bands and does stuff on the radio. Anyway, moving on. So, so uh, we should go into something a bit more light-hearted. <laughs> This one. Is... I had all these questions as well, Dan. I thought, right, I'm going to go in and see the Go on. But, I don't mind. Uh, no, 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 no. This right. is your, your podcast, dude. So, top five. I mean, I don't even remember what I said at the start, but it was essentially top five weird sort of government CIA programs that sound like a load of shit and were made up, but actually are. True. Mate, I tell you what, I'm going to yeah. listen back to this and I'm going to actually make that. <laughs> <laughs> right, name that down, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> So, uh, so we were saying about um, MK Ultra, yeah, and the guy that headed that up was a guy called Sidney Gottlieb, mm. and at this point you got to remember that uh, because they were so into uh, testing LSD as a means of like disrupting people's mental state and just basically seeing what the effects were, they 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 were thinking that if you did it, if people were aware that they were going in and, and going to be sitting down and taking acid. And seeing what the outcome was, yeah. Then that wasn't a, that wasn't going to give the effects that they like a clean sort of effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In the sense that it was tainted instantly because it's in a in a laboratory environment. Sure. Apart from the dudes that we, you said about earlier that did seventy seven days straight, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, so what what became par for the course then was if you worked in the CIA it was highly likely that they were just going to, you were just going to be dosed with LSD at any point, totally unawares, like it was happening a lot. So, and they were testing on people within the military, but in the CIA especially because they were kind of heading up the program. So you could just be sat with your mates having a cup of coffee. And And they'd be like, drink drink up, drink up. Next thing you know, they're all looking like geometric lizards and you'd be like, hold on. (laughs) But imagine that, like being... Anyway, as part of your work, yeah. So that was that was pretty much par for the course. Yeah, and that was all under the auspices of this guy Sidney Gottlieb. But then another, because I said there was all these different sub things within MK yeah. Ultra as an umbrella. There was one called Operation Midnight Climax, and um, <laughs> and what that was, they set up I've safe. Been- been part of that yeah <laughs> exactly probably have actually what I tell you so it was it, they set up safe houses in um, San Francisco New York and oh man somewhere else 
I may have written it down, but hang on. Marin. So I guess Marin County, that's that's California as well, isn't it? That's probably near San know. Francisco. So you were in luck if you lived in that area. And basically the, the safe houses were essentially brothels where people would go in and they hired um, prostitutes to, to work in, in the brothels, but before anything happened, they would dose the the John with LSD without him knowing, and then they'd um, and then they had one way mirrors set up, and they would film everything that happened afterwards. Right. So it was it was like experiments to see, and because those people were then not going to be able to complain, because they were they were you know this was like the fifties I guess, so which yeah. was all very like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so so they were doing that to people and just like that's obviously like super illegal. Strange as well because they well, want to see how they weird, play, yeah, but like before sex. Let's see, let's see what happens if we give it to them just before sex. Well, I guess they want to kind of monitor. I don't know, maybe behaviour, climatic behaviour. I don't know. Sounds like something you want to monitor. <laughs> well, they were just using it for blackmail and and stuff like that. Yeah, right, and um. I've heard a lot about that. A lot of the conspiracies I've heard about, like, do, do you remember that? Do you know Dolphin Court in England, where it was that unfortunately that, that really tragic thing was the paedophile ring that they had going on. Dolphin Court. Dolphin. I think. It was oh, what, oh, where, where, where they dug up all the kids? No. Well, oh, this is going to get really dark. But yeah, that, basically, it was a, a, a paedophile ring that was discovered. There's loads of that. I'm not going to go into it. It's very, very tragic. But I sometimes think it's important to learn these things about the sad disgusting things that people are doing right and part of pe- what people have said both in in the states and over here is that they these things start to be used as a means to control politicians because yeah, they yeah, accidentally right, get yeah. roped into sort of scenarios well that to be they, fair they're probably not accidentally no no i mean like into, are it's, they? It, sorry it's, it's, i'm trying to say explain it mean, really yeah. quickly um, but they find themselves in these scenarios because it's done over a long period of time that they that their vices, they get encouraged, their vices get worse and worse and worse yeah. until the point where they've blurred the line of their morality. Yeah. Then they get photographed well, with, they, in these situations and then they're straight away in, their, in, the, pub, in the pockets of the organisations who want control the, of the MPs. The recent politician that died uh, a few years ago, they right. they ended up tagging him in that, didn't they? I ain't gonna yeah. start throwing names yeah, yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fucking very dark, very that's horrible. So dark. That's the really that's, it's you know the, the thing that like, I didn't want to even get into any yeah. of that sort yeah, of stuff yeah, because sure. there's a lot of that involved in all of this. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. as as a means of, as you say, blackmailing and controlling mm. people, but also breaking people. Yeah. Like I mean, we're talking about putting people in a medically induced coma for three months. Yeah. They've got no morals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were doing whatever they could to break people because they thought that if they were breaking people and from a young age as well, it would shatter their personality. And like I said about like partitioning a hard drive. Yeah, yeah. And and it was just all the worst stuff that you could ever think of was actually happening. But what must that do to your personality if you're one of those doing that? Imagine being those people that have got... Yeah, look, that's like I said earlier about all the stuff like about stuff that's carrying on in, in like Abu Ghraib and, mm. and like you look at all that stuff that happened there and you just think how like how did you get to that point yeah. like you you joined up in you were in the in like the people that were policing that were were like specialists and MPs but also people that were in the reserve forces 
So they've probably signed up thinking I'm going to do my bit for my country, which yeah. is great. Next thing you know, you're like, mm. but what, you know, that's the thing. That, where's, that, where's that people. tipping point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you just think, think all of a sudden, degrees. I think this is degrees. all right. I think it's the starts with like what Dan's saying, like, and I think politicians, regular politicians, without any of this dark stuff, a lot of that, they set out with best intentions, and then by degrees of getting muddier and muddier and murkier and murkier, they you just become a different person through attrition yeah. and just slightly getting pushed into more yeah. and more things and, yeah. and desensitized. Before you know it, what what you, you thought that life was going to be this simple. And then it was like the question I posed to you guys at the start when we were talking about Operation Paperclip, was it the right thing to do, you know? Yeah. Because it's make, to us it looks disgusting. But if you're giving all these complicated decisions and you see threats that maybe the rest of the public don't and you're thinking, fuck, how do we stop that? Well, this is a sh- horrible thing to do, but maybe we need to do that. Yeah. You've, your lines, your morality just completely shift mm. over the years. And you before you know it, I mean... It, it, I'm not giving excuses for this because this, this is dark, tragic stuff about the human nature, what you're saying, like yeah. these tests you're putting through people. But I imagine it's like that. I don't think people, a lot of the time as kids, think, what am I going to be? Yeah. Or what am yeah. I going to grow up to be? Hmm. And, oh, I'm going to do this to human beings. I'm but be a CIA torture specialist. Oh, man. Yeah. Hardcore listening, Life folks. With uh, <laughs> Daniel B. <Picard. laughs> This is great. I mean, it's it's you know it's a quite a a deep one we're having today. I like it. Out there, isn't it? Oh man. So what was what was that one called again, Dan? This one. This was <laughs> midnight climax. Wanted, midnight yeah. climax. Operation yeah. Midnight Climax. Yeah. Yeah. That's your next tattoo, isn't it? Thank you. But yeah. the thing was, <laughs> I love the, the, the smartsies. I'm not doing very well. I'm not doing very well for tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Smartsy's Midnight Climax sounds like a sounds like a game show. Though. I'm sure I had that on Betamax. <laughs> so yeah, okay, Midnight Climax. So, so after that, after yeah. doing it uh, like dosing people in brothels, they yeah. then were just like, oh whatever, we'll just do it in restaurants and everything. <laughs> they really? Just, they were just like just literally spiking people, just seeing what would happen. But then you know, you, and that sounds crazy, but you know. It, they were also doing the stuff like, you know, the stuff where they drove around Manhattan, where they were spraying stuff out the back of a car and they were flying over spraying stuff. And you know about that? No. Oh, that's another wormhole. Let's not get into that. Yeah. That is... They're still planes flying over spraying shit anyway, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I say. Well, I've got a couple of mates, right? Very placid mates who once in Birmingham said that they only had a couple of bottles of beer and they said that they ended up punching they ended up not having a they were aggressive towards each other like unnecessarily so like our mates sometimes fall out hmm. but they were like this was insane and the next day they couldn't really remember a lot and they were, had severe hangovers and one of my mates like kicked in the front door as well and they like they can never explain the the levels of rage that they they felt that night they was like we don't understand what happened we had two bottles of beer we were both like absolute crazy alcoholics yeah. and got into this massive tear up and Greg put a, put his foot through it. And the next day they were both like, what's going on there, man? I'm not saying they were spiked by that, but it's crazy to think that these things are going, you know, if they happen then, what's to, to say that... Oh man, it's still still it's stopped. It hasn't stopped. Yeah. Why would it? Yeah. Yeah. They broke the back of it, haven't they? It's plain sailing there. Yeah. Where was this thing I was going to... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> have you got, Stewie, while Dan's looking, have you got any um, CIA or any conspiracy ones you want to throw in there? All, all the obvious ones. and 
you know, if we start talking about them, it will spiral. Yeah. Right, okay. Plus, there's certain ones that that are like the just the obvious key conspiracy theory things that I I just can't get into because people get so emotionally charged about it. Well, you, what, what what are your thoughts on on Bilderberg then? <laughs> takes the glasses off. <laughs> Did well, take the glasses yeah. off for that? Well, when I was in Bohemian Grove, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's. Did you go? Did you go to Northampton when it was in North? Well, no, Watford, a couple of years ago. They had a Bilderberg meeting in Watford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking hell, it sounds like bullshit already. No, <laughs> Ike all was, that money. I, Ike was there outside. Um, my cousin went up there. Obviously, it weren't in the press. Mm. Um, Any shape-shifting lizards? I mean, there's a few in Watford anyway. <laughs> didn't see that. But, I've got uh, a bunch of mates that live there, and I've seen them do weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. But this Saturday, uh, Scribius Pip, we are lizards at the book club. Come down. It's <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> yeah, man. It's oh, so many rabbit holes. It's a slippery oh, no. slope, mm. isn't it? As soon as you start to get into it. But I, the thing with that I found is you have to... Like as soon as you start looking into any of this stuff, as soon as you find the ones where it's like documented evidence of things, yeah, that that almost opens. It's almost like the reverse side of what you were saying about being desensitized. You, your your sort of judgment then goes, oh well, if they do that, who's to say that this other yeah. thing that we yeah, yeah, that absolutely. we were thinking about the other day or we were reading about that sounded mm-hmm. absolutely batshit crazy <clears throat> yeah. and ludicrous? Who's to say that actually that doesn't sound quite so crazy now when we've seen the fact that. They were capable of this. Yeah. I always think that. It's like they're concrete examples of absolutely brutal things that they've done. So then people are like, oh, they'd never do that. I'm like, look, this is this is completely legit. Everyone's supporting this. Um, I don't know. Is anything like Vietnam coming up in this, uh, Dan? With no, you or not? but I, I, think, I think I know what you, where you're going with it because there was a load of stuff that happened in the 60s to do with Cuba. Right. And... See, this this is like we were saying about conspiracy theories, like without being specific about certain ones. Going, oh, that's that conspiracy theory is bullshit. No one yeah. would do that. That wouldn't happen. The government do. So, yeah. in 1962, the CIA proposed this thing called Operation Northwood. So that's on my list to talk is about. Is this one of yours, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, well, it's not on my list, but okay. it's just it's just yeah, a, I put yeah, it in a chat about it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. put it in as a, like a sort of a honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, not so honourable. So basically what, what that was, Operation Northwoods, was a, a false flag terrorist event yeah. that they suggested bombings and hijackings in Miami, in the Miami area, that was then going to be blamed on Cuba to, to su- create support for a war with Cuba. It got turned down by uh, Kennedy uh, administration, but how yeah. much does that sound like other things that have happened yeah, recently? recently yeah, no yeah, one, yeah. yeah, everyone's like... <laughs> As soon as that's the thing, as soon as you start reading about false flag stuff, everyone's like, anyone that believes that stuff is is they've lost the plot already. They're maniacs. That's mm. the, all. That's bullshit. As if a country is gonna propose doing those things to yeah. its own people. It's yeah. like, well, they did propose it. They did. Here's the evidence. 1962, and Kennedy and his administration went. Well, that's a bit out of order. I think you need to wind it in, mate. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know. See ya. Yeah. yeah. Back into the left. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, and it, I, so when I went to Vietnam a couple of years ago, um, and I was that? way into this deep shit. Uh, uh, Vietnam was um, mix a mix mixed bag. I, I had quite a lot of fun out there. 
I went out there with uh, a girlfriend who I think on the last day punched me in the face. So that sort of uh, <laughs> that sort of state, Good state thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, um, we saw the we went to the the war museums and, we, and there's a part of the war uh, Vietnamese war museums dedicated to Agent Orange, and I walked out there crying. It was some really tragic oh, shit. It is some really tragic shit. And it, it and so you know from the sto- that how they're recount- recounting this. It happened. This is a thing. They were putting a chemical, putting chemicals into the water supply that were creating aberrations in mutations in people. Yeah. Like, you know, it was absolutely it was killing people. But it wasn't just it wasn't like arsenic. It would kill people dead. They were turning into mutants. The, yeah, and, and the it pictures was, it are was affecting the gene pool. Oh, so, mate! So people were having kids with thalidomide. And yeah, like just. Horrendous, dude. Yeah, it's, horrendous. Yeah, man, it's it's so horrible. So when you know that they were doing that at that point, it to, to me anything else is like, well, it might be a conspiracy, but it's not. A, but I'm not saying that they're not capable of it. It's not beyond the realms of possibility yeah. because these are things that have already been suggested. Yeah, yeah. There was another one like as we're going to do honorable mentions. There was a thing called Operation Mockingbird, which started in the fifties, right. and that was where they decided they were going to plant. Uh, agents within the media. <laughs> Hello there. And um, and but that was within like so they had people really high up in the U.S. media, like print and TV, paid off or straight up employed by the CIA to to change the storyline. And that was people in like the New York Times, Time Life, CBS, Washington Post, etc., etc., etc. And and they they would just skew it. And and that sounds that sounds like all the conspiracy theory stuff that that people are coming out with now. And but the the thing with that that's interesting is it they it depends on what side of the coin they see themselves. Do you know mm. what I mean? They'll always be like, oh, the media's biased to this, and and you know that works both ways from yeah. either side, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it was a thing. Still rings true now, really. Like if you look at, I mean, didn't they, didn't haven't they people fingers been pointed at Russians doing that during the the US presidency? In terms of uh, how social media and posts on social media and leanings and and in influencing votes by posting integrating themselves into the U.S. Yeah. social media systems and uh, promoting more posts about Trump and his views to the public, making them more pliable to them thinking, "Oh, actually, I'm going to go for him." So, who knows? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be it's got to be happening, man. That sort of influencing on social media, I reckon. Of course, like in the people 60s. just swallow anything now as well. They don't want to cite, They don't want to look into any posts. I see people resharing. Pip brought, Pip got me onto a lot of this because he, I'd I'd fallen foul of sharing a few things that I hadn't thoroughly looked into, mm. and Pip sort of killed, called me out on it. And I appreciate him doing that. You know, he mm. sent me a little message going, "I don't know about this." And you look into it you're like, "Fucking hell, you've got to be careful, man," because. There's so much bollocks out there. You can find yourself sharing. Well, we've been talking it for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, <not. laughs> That's soon on Acast and iTunes. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, I mean, it's so much easier now to do that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a thing in the 60s called Operation Chaos where they infiltrated student groups and the Black Panther movement and all these different university campuses. And, uh, and it was just to... to a listen in and find out what was going on, but also to try and influence and tip tip no, things anything, in there, yeah. nullify anyone that had any influence. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, look at how much easier it is now when everybody lives online. 
Yeah. Crazy. Ooh. So we'll just have a moment there. Economic hitmen, that was in the zeitgeist movement. Yeah. We're, all, we're yeah. all done. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what should we do next? Because I definitely want to save yeah, that one for last. Sure. Does anyone need to hear about any pigeons? Go on then. I see your pigeon story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't remember. I've just made a note, Project Pigeon here. I'm pretty certain that's not what it was called. Effectively, <laughs> um, pigeons were being used. You, do they have battery packs <laughs> no, and antennas? This is so much worse. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Um, as used in assistance for guidance, missile guidance systems. That is so dark. Right. But the pigeons, you'd think, at first I thought, what, the pigeons were flying alongside these these missiles? And they're like, no, they were inside the missile head, <laughs> directing them inside the missile. They'd been trained to look at the object they were supposed to be hitting. And Shut if the ballistic up. missiles so they're, 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 technic- they're technically driving them. Yeah. Are you joking? What? So you're saying that they no. spent all that money yeah. developing <laughs> essentially a tiny pilot seat for a pigeon... Rather than just like... Was there a window? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. Supposedly, supposedly, (laughs) they have these little screens that they can look at and if it was going off course, they have to peck. (laughs) Bollocks. (laughs) Absolute bollocks. That's fucking no chance. Oh, man. It can't be true, can it? No. But, yeah. It could be like, as we were just talking about, like this strange information (laughs) dissemination. But... I do encourage listeners to look at CIA pigeons and see see what they get up with because I know Dan for sure is going to look into that one. Gonna, I'll call you up tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you're right. Yeah, no, they were flying ballistic missiles, mate. How did they make the tiny goggles for them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. She <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, don't know yeah. where to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, they're henpecking. Like, as they're going along, they can see the, the warehouse. Left a bit. Left they're, a like, bit. they're henpecking... <laughs> And back in the screen. Sure, surely they had other technology to just get, get a warehouse, surely. Yeah. What if they saw another pigeon just flying about and thought, I'm going to go and have a... No, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that work. <laughs> no, like, no, I can't. Yeah, I'm at work. Plus, <laughs> he's strapped into that seat. Strapped in. <laughs> Tiny joystick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get them started on like... Oh, small uh, scotch and coat a little pack of peanuts. <laughs> what films are on? <laughs> <coughs> oh, wow. dear. Oh, brilliant. Oh. Project Pigeon, don't quote me. MK Pigeon. <laughs> MK Pigeon. What's next, Dan? <laughs> What's next on the list of fun? <laughs> We've got two left, right? Yeah, yeah man. Two. All right. Uh... So MK Often was part of MK Ultra, like another sort of offshoot from it. Again, that was run by that same guy, Sidney Gottlieb. Mm-hmm. He sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, allegedly, it was set up to test behavioural and toxicological effects of certain drugs on animals and humans, LSD, mescaline and heroin again. It's just the same thing, yeah. allegedly. I loved that, didn't I? But, so then I read a bunch of other stuff and... Um, this guy, Peter Lavender, that I was saying about in those books, he said, uh, he seems to think that after doing a bunch of research that uh, he was saying that initially, um, Operation or MK Often was a joint CIA Army Chemical Corps drug project 
based out of Edgewood Arsenal in Maryland, which is like there's all these certain places that keep cropping up with a load of this, and it was like Fort Meade and Edgewood Arsenal in Maryland, and they're pretty much next door to each other, I think. And and uh, Fort Meade was like a chemical and biological weapons research facility that just like they stockpiled all these different like chemicals and and uh, pathogens and whatnot that they were making. But there's um. But that's nuts because in the area there's like super high rates of illness and like cancer is oh, really? really high. There's low and they apparently they dredged a load of lakes and whatnot locally, and people would uh, there was like loads of glass vials and whatnot where no. stuff had just been like like fly tipped at the um at this place. Fucking hell! It sounds like quite, Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Like three eyed fish. It sounds here. like the fucking plots of Piranha. Mm. <laughs> Remember that old like seventies movie. 3D. Piranha 3 double D. Um, so, yeah. So, they... Uh, what were they saying? So, that came under the CIA's Office of Research and Development. And it was... Cons- but, allegedly, what it was actually concerned with in that project was parapsychology and the application of supernatural powers for military purposes. Which kind of ties in with the first, like, number one on my list yeah. as well. But... Uh, but yeah, apparently it became like a grab. He said it became like a grab bag of CIA investigations into the paranormal, and would include everything from seances and witchcraft um, to remote viewing and exotic drugs. Although the CIA had been investigating ESP and the paranormal and infiltrating occult groups since 1952, and then it goes off on this thing, which is all in this book. I won't even get into now because it's a it's a wormhole. What's the name of the book anyway? Just for people. It's listening. those uh, um, those ah, sinister okay. forces. Getcha. Um, yeah, they were they were just doing stuff like getting involved in um, like voodoo, Satanism, um, demonology. They like it, and they were actually speaking to these people and getting and trying to get involved in it and going to like different workshops and infiltrating covens and stuff because they actually at that point they were like, well, if what if this stuff does work? So we should probably be using it because I'm sure. Whoever it is, we're uh, in this sort of secret covert war with during the Cold War, where it was the Russians were in China. But um, they were involved. They're in going to be things. doing it. This is straight out of Hellboy. This is the this is the basically the plot to Hellboy, the comic. Yeah. Mm. Is the occult and and yeah. you know raising raising contacting demonic or other parallel beings. It's mad. <laughs> it's crazy. But also within that, apparently they were doing stuff that was to do with like radiation and ultrasonics and whatnot. But here's, uh, where is it? I noted this thing down that I thought was interesting. Oh, no, that's to do with number one. We'll talk. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, we'll do that in a minute. But okay. it's just like it's it's kind of it almost like it smacks of desperation and stuff, but it's just so bonkers and like totally batshit all the stuff that they were going well let's have a go see what happens mm. and just plowing millions of dollars into it and also back in the day as well when obviously you know i think oh, which project one of the projects that had 22 million dollars spent on it and that was in like 1950 that's, that's huge amounts back then crazy isn't it yeah but that's how much money you, you raise off the you know you that size of population the taxation I guess they are thinking. Look, we've got the money. If we need it, yeah. we need to, we need to be able to draw a line under the demonic, you know, raising demons. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking bananas. And again, yeah. that is X Files. That is in yeah, the X Files, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like they did those episodes. It's like, oh god. Yeah. For real. Scary. Yeah, so nuts. See, I think, like, by this point, everybody's fully aware that I'm a nutter. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, mate. I, I, I think. Everyone's getting wiser to all of this now, aren't they? You know, the internet. I just find it interesting. It is. It's fucking fascinating. But if you don't want a night watching bloody, we were slacking off mainstream television the other day, weren't we, on a Patreon? And um, look, go have a night instead of you know watching X Factor this week. Spend half hour on you. Once you start on YouTube, you will find you you will give yourself a whole evening's worth of things to just disappear down. Google Antarctica UFO. Just do that. That'll keep you going for a while. I'm actually making a quick note. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole... There's many podcasts about that just in itself. Oh, just right. Antarctica. So weird. Have you got any podcasts you'd recommend? Yeah. So ones that I, that I really like are... Um, last podcast on the left is Wicked. Oh, yeah. Did you listen yeah, to yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. They're like... Because they do... See, the thing is that they do really well that I can have clearly proved I can't do is talk about loads of this stuff and actually make it funny and enjoyable <laughs> rather than just like a bleak <laughs> super bum out but um, yeah they're amazing because like out of the three of them two of them really go in hard on their research for yeah. and uh, they, they've done some amazing stuff yeah. like some some of the stuff that I've been really interested in in the past it's sort of tied in like I've gone back and then gone oh okay they did an episode about Om Shinrikyo as well yeah and I'll, and I'll listen to that and it's cool because it ends up that they've basically read a bunch of the books that I read at the same yeah. time and it's cool because it's like a refresher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's wicked. Uh, there's a guy called Gordon White that does a, a podcast called Rune Soup, which is, that's not conspiracy theory, that's just straight up. If you are 100% all in on the magic is real, mm. I believe in the paranormal, let's go. If he's the guy for that, he's a man. He's soup. amazing. Okay. Yeah, that's I listened to him a bunch, but um, I really like Duncan Trussell as well. You know Duncan Trussell's Family Hour. You ever listen to that? No. Oh man. So I found him because he used to go on Rogan a lot. And, yeah, um, the name rings a bell. Yeah, 
And he was on when Rogan did episode six six six. He had him on, right? Because he's into like the occult and paranormal and weird conspiracy theory stuff. But he's also super into like doing hallucinogenics and and going on like like yogic retreats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So his is cool, and he's a comedian. Like, but um, he he yeah, he talks about some really interesting stuff. I kind of just pick and choose through a bunch of different ones really and find, or just go on to like the podcast app and just type in a thing that I want to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thing called... Um, Bleak CIA experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuckle vision. <laughs> and like, uh, there's one called... Uh, uh, what is it called? I think it's just called Borealis. For, uh, Forum Borealis. But I don't think they're on a... You can't get those on the podcast app. I just listen right. to those on YouTube. Mm. And he's a Norwegian geezer that lives in um, Svalbard, like right up in the north. And... um. And he's done a bunch of really good interviews. He's done a couple with Peter Lavender um, about different stuff like mm. Nazis and the rat lines after World War Two because Lavender's done loads of research on that. But then also UFOs as well. But he's done a couple of things with a bunch of different people about Antarctica. And that's just crazy, man. Just I know nothing about no, this. No, I never thought it's, it's worth... Like, if, if any of this sort of stuff interests you, oh like, if you can suspend disbelief for a minute and just get into it, and, like, you know, if you walk away from it and go, that was all bollocks. Yeah. But it was in, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, you know that'd I mean? be no different to watching a, a, a you know, a, 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 a TV show that was made up, right? Yeah. But at the same time, as you, if you keep it an open mind, you can go into it and you might learn stuff. And, like, what you say, Dan, is you often will sort of look to... Like where's the how's it how can I tie this down into reality? Where's the pre- yeah. evidence of it? Yeah, like I was listening to um, who was it the other day? I was listening to was it the Higher Side Chats? That one's pretty good as well. Oh, okay. But there was a guy he had on because I'm super into like, uh, you know, like Vigilant Citizen. Do you know that website? Mm. Which is all Never like a conspiracy theory website where they kind of just dissect stuff within like music industry and stuff like the new Rihanna videos got all these Illuminati symbolism uh, okay. in it, that kind of vibe, right, right, right? Yeah. which I love reading all that mm. stuff. What, and what's his name that does that? Oh man, I can't is remember that, the guy's name. Is that YouTube name. or is that? No, that's, um, that's uh, like a, just on the podcast app. You can use that Vigilant on any podcast. Citizen. Oh no, Vigilant Citizen is a website, sorry. But the Higher Side Chats yeah. is the podcast. Okay. But he had a guy on um, who's a British guy who was, uh, I think he was a D, like a DJ, like a club and, and radio DJ, and he was big into like um, Acid House and whatnot, but he's he's gone fully, fully Ike on the whole uh, like conspiracy within the music industry, which is something obviously like I'm really close to, sure. and, I, and mm. I love I love sort of deciphering that sort of stuff in, in certain things, because I do see it happening a lot, mm. especially within in hip-hop, but then mm. and pop, but I think that's because someone's. I don't think there's like a nefarious agenda playing yeah. out. There probably is, yeah. but most of the time, I think it's people have realised that if they put certain things within their videos, they're going to get a ton of extra attention right. and of a load course. of extra press. Of course, I think, but um, but who knows? Like you look at um, you flirt with that, and it's gonna all the conspiracy theorists are gonna jump all over it, yeah. and it's it's gonna it's just primo. Well, Kanye's it? the best example of that because like 
you look at um, the video for Power, mm-hmm. right? And that isn't the whole song, is it? The video is just like really short. I think mm. it's like half the song. And that was done by a guy called Michael Brambilla, who's a, a visual artist that makes video art. And um, I think he did a he did a a video piece called Hell, and um, and it was sh- and it was like a video of it was just sort of like a, a constant pan, like going up or I don't know, it's probably going down actually. Thinking about the title, but it was mm. um like different scenes of how like Dante's Inferno mm. but all like as if an elevator was kind of descending and there was like different scenes and it was all like um actors and stuff but played out it looked beautiful uh, um but allegedly that was showing in a hotel in the lift and Kanye saw it and was like this is incredible so he got that guy um Brown, I think it's Michael Brambilla anyway whatever he got that guy to do the the power video, and there's so much symbolism within that. Like it's obvious, and because I'm a big fan of that stuff, I can kind of like I'm not a professor, but do you know what I mean? I feel like I can decode. You can that see stuff. bits of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a visual artist yeah, as well, so yeah. I feel like I read symbolism pretty well at this yeah. point, and I've been not studying, but I've been reading about this stuff for for a long time. Mm. So I feel like I can pick through these things quite well. And that was that was clearly all super overt to the point where at the end when the, the two guys bash like they're you know, there's two guys flying in slow motion right. towards each other with swords. Yeah. And when they finally hit it forms a compass and square, yeah. like a Masonic compass and square and he's got like the big um necklace a massive necklace of Horus and like there's the women that are meant to represent different gods and it's amazing right yeah so I love I love then that people will go well he's done that because he's actually part of the Illuminati yeah. and he's he's an MK Ultra like mind control yeah. clone that's just spreading this propaganda to the to the nations through his music and I was like well I don't think that is the case <laughs> I think it's just that he's gone that's cool as shit and yeah. it looks wicked and it's interesting because it has a bit of depth to it because it's it's no different from like the symbolist painters from back in the day that would include certain things within their work and and you had a whole like a whole story embodied in one visual image mm-hmm. right like tiny part of a painting and this represents this mm-hmm. you know I just yeah find Kanye that... Kanye's totally aware of the power of symbology yeah. and yeah. branding so yeah, that, it could be just as simple as that isn't it is that he realizes that that's a powerful thing that's going to last in people's memories and me- message so let's let's get on and or, or it might not out. be or it so might that, be that he is yeah. well because yeah. then, then he had his breakdown and everyone's like see his programming's gone yeah. wrong and all this stuff oh yeah when there's Snoop that- Dogg filmed it didn't they? did you watch Snoop film it and he's just having an absolute rant on stage uh, like, yeah that was oof. yeah and he was yeah. yeah that whole thing is crazy mm. like yeah. that I just find that whole world as soon as you get into, as soon as you start looking into this stuff or the MK Ultra stuff, then it opens the door to stuff where I'm a, a little bit like, hmm, that sounds like bollocks to me. Like where, where they're saying that people are being placed within, in like the world of pop. And this artist is a big pop artist because they're part of this pro. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I, w- I mean, to be fair, after like doing any kind of research on this stuff, I, I'd be like, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But then if if like your door opened now and a little tiny grey alien dude walked in and was like, What's up? I'd just be like, Yeah, that makes sense <laughs> as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Least well, we are in grace. That, that, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that there you just, go. Uh, that's just the wall around here yeah. that comes down there. <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah. 
Should we do number one? Yeah, final do one. So Let's this is, I mean, that like often is is pretty batshit, but but this one is is the one that sounds like the most crazy, and that's um, Project Stargate, and that was uh, a CIA run project that was based. So it started in Fort Meade in 1978, which is that place I said about earlier. Um, and that was a joint thing between the DIA and SRI. And SRI is Stanford Research Institute that we were saying about mm-hmm. where Ted Kaczynski yep. was experimenting on as a kid when he was at uni. And um, <clears throat> But that, that all had, a, there was a bunch of different things. Like there was like Project Grill Flame and Sunstreak and Centrelane and Gondola Wish, I think, was one of the other ones. And they all pulled it all under Stargate. And basically, that was, that was, a, a str- that was Stranger Things. Yeah. And it was it was remote viewing, and basically what it was was they uh, started getting psychics or people that weren't psychics. You can actually download the uh, the remote viewing manual that was written by by the U.S. government. It's online, and um, I've sent it to a few mates. Actually, we're going to get together instead of playing Fortnite, we'll just go and do some remote viewing. <laughs> but um, yeah, they developed this system where they would. Uh, and it depends who you listen to because they half the time some of them were saying oh no it was all it was all nonsense we gave up on it it didn't work and then other people were like well no actually loads of stuff happened while we were doing this project that was far too weird to even comprehend and um, they were doing stuff like it would be that they would give people a photograph of somebody and some coordinates like latitude longitudinal coordinates and somebody would just be sat in their car like in I don't know in the middle of nowhere and this person would then have to try and focus and describe where the person was sat what was surrounding them what they were doing if the radio was on what was playing all that kind of stuff right which sounds crazy um and then uh one thing that I read that I thought was wicked was that um one of the guys that was meant to be one of the 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 focus subjects not the people doing the actual remote viewing he said that uh he thought it was all, all bollocks. So he decided that he wasn't going to go to the coordinates that he was meant to go to. And he just drove around for a bit. And he was like, I'm just going to pull up here. And he pulled up. But the the weird bit about it was, uh, allegedly, the person that was doing the remote viewing described exactly the, the place that he went to, but five minutes before he even got there. <laughs> Which is mental. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's ba- yeah, it's bananas, man. So when I was looking into this as well, they were like, they they were getting them to predict events, and they said uh, compared to their baseline test of other people who they didn't think had any sort of like any of these ESP qualities, these psychic qualities, they were fifteen percent more more likely to get it right across the way. Now, 15% doesn't oh, like sound a lot. Is, is Bill, Bill Murray electrocuted? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he fancied yeah, yeah. Wrong again. <laughs> wrong again. One of the best scenes ever, oh, man. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that scene, man. So good. Uh, shout out to Ghostbusters there, one of my favourite <laughs> films. Um, yeah, so they were 15% more, li- more likely. To, to get to get and predict outcomes than people who were just their baseline, which again isn't huge, but fifteen mm. percent is not marginal. No. But then they were still like wrong eighty percent of the time in total anyway, so it wasn't like this was the huge. one that apparently they spent twenty two million on. Right. On the research. 
There's a lot um, of people, a lot of people involved in this, weren't they? A lot of psychics well, they were roping yeah, well, in. Allegedly, that there were. Uh, I keep saying allegedly now. I feel like I'm my uh, my filter, my sanity filter, like kicked in. Like, people are gonna think you're a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say allegedly a lot. Um, yeah, I think there were twelve remote viewers at one point that right. were all working. But Yuri Geller was involved. Do you know about that? No, I didn't. Know. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. Cause, Seriously. Yeah, because to us. Like, you say Yuri Geller to me and you, because we're of a certain age, all we could think of is him sat on, like, Wogan or something, yeah, like, bending bend the spoon. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he was... Other people uh, said that when he was tested, he was proven to be a fraud. But then other people have said that he was off the charts when it came to this, to this remote viewing stuff, which is nuts. And, and they were saying that he was employed by... Because he's Israeli, isn't he? They were yeah. saying that he was employed by the Israelis as well to do a, set up a similar project and be involved in that. Howdy hell. But, uh, but he, that then ties in with this, this other thing which I'd said I'm not going to get into. But there was this guy called Andrea Puharic who was um, was involved in a lot of this stuff but involved with the more occult stuff. That yeah. he, he was involved in this thing with this seance with all these people from a bunch of different families right. that, uh, that kind of tie in with what we were talking yeah. about earlier. yeah. Like, yeah like weird, like super influential families, several members of that, that then had ties to uh, Lee Harvey Oswald as well, which is, it sounds so crazy. It sounds yeah. like I'm like raving. But um, they were meant to have contacted this, this thing called the Nine, which was a group of aliens that were orbiting Earth in a UFO. <laughs> and they were telling them all this information about stuff that was going on. And Yuri That's Geller was meant to have been involved in that. But it's, it's just so... That's mad. As soon as you start, man, you just lose all footing and you're just like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm what, what do I believe I'll, now? How I'll, far am I into it? It's a great ride, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like, oh, like that remote viewing and astral projections and, you, you know, that people do that or a lot of the, the, the yogis and that in India believe in astral projections yeah. as one of the highest levels of meditation you can do is is effectively well, remote viewing and people talk about smoking DMT and uh, and going to other realms of existence and interacting with beings and stuff rather than just like oh my god look at my fingers yeah. <laughs> long. do you know what I mean like mm. if you're on mushrooms or whatever yeah but um, yeah it's kind of nuts because then it, you start that that See, that's an interesting sideline because that made me start looking... As soon as I started reading all the stuff that Rick Strassman had written about DMT, like The Spirit Molecule and a couple of his other right. books, like Inner Journeys to Outer Space and uh, DMT and The Spirit of Prophecy, which is a book where he's written about tying in all the like weird... Uh, events of prophecy that happen in the Bible and how that then relates to DMT and how that that was you know the body makes DMT itself and initially people thought it was all to do that with the pineal gland that the pineal gland in your brain mm. made this chemical which is like one of the most powerful hallucinogens there is but then later development was they then decided that it was actually the lungs that make it and then you think about most meditation techniques is all to do with breath breathing, and breathing. Yeah. So who's to say that those things, like this is something I was thinking about mm. recently, was who's to say that those things aren't, you're not breathing in a, in a certain manner and getting into a meditative state and that's not releasing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a sideline. But the, an interesting thing about the uh, Project Stargate thing was they then started doing stuff at this place called Larry, L no, sorry, Lawrence Livermore, um, which I guess was like a, like a testing facility, mm. right? And um, 
when they were doing the experiments with Geller, they apparently had like a thing recording what was going on. Yeah. And also a camera and an infrared camera while he was doing it. And um, his, his hit rate was pretty high. I feel like I'm going to burp. Go for it. Burst. Sorry, <laughs> you can take that out. Um, he, so when they then played back the tapes of him, uh, there was like, you know, EVP, do you know about that? Electronic voice phenomena. It's like a thing loads of ghost hunters do where they'll go to somewhere and go, is anyone there? And then pick it up. Like yeah, 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 yeah. There's that, there's that one. And then they'll play it back. Mate, yeah. like I've heard some, some from the UK. Going, oh, the, one, the one that became a movie and it's filmed somewhere in like Romford or wherever it kicked off. And the I've Enfield heard the, Hauntings. Oh, well, have you heard the actual recordings of Mate. that? Mate. That fucking made my... The, the it is. Films? It made my blood run cold. Yeah, I, it, same here, man. Look, look at my, yeah. my hair on my skin. It's gone up. You listen to that. It's made my blood run cold what, what, even now. It? It's, it's like oh. a famous case called the Enfield Hauntings. Oh, right. Sorry, is that Romford? Well, I watched the, oh, it's, the... I don't know, yeah, mate. It's London it's somewhere. Not, yeah, 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 it's East London, I thought. Mm. I might have that wrong. Yeah, Enfield. They made a little series about that about five years ago. Yeah. was fucked up mm. and yeah. then they they yeah, use that as a basis of the next in one of the you know the big ones like Annabelle or oh whatever. yeah 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 the um the couple from um yeah from uh yeah what Annabelle. was the Annabelle the Conjuring wasn't uh, it Conjuring that's it yeah they, they yeah, did yeah. Amityville Horror yeah that, that, that crew yeah that the, that couple was allegedly like when Involved. investigated in the infield but the that's weird because the girl in that was shown at times she was faking it. Yeah. But then there's other times where it was. Yeah, mate. You hear you hear this voice is fucking. Oh, mate, he's doing it. Hey, he's staying on end. And I heard that to that um, person who wants to do a podcast with us. Um, I'm gonna. Is the voice from yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, You thought Macabre she couldn't London, be here tonight. Well, she's done an episode yeah. on it and she plays the recordings. Oh, and I watch that, listen to that like late at night, yeah. and I was like. Just staring at the ceiling like fucking hell. <laughs> oh, Stu, it's horrible. Anyway, sorry, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what EVP is. But they said that, um, sorry, when they, when they played that back, there was, there was uh, like a metallic voice saying stuff in the background and it was reading out code names to top secret um, like projects that were going <laughs> on that, that none of the people that were involved in the, in the experiments in that place, even though they were up to some proper shady shit, none of them knew about it, and it was just like a metallic voice reading this, saying all these things. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. But it gets weirder because they then said, and half of them didn't want to talk about it apparently, uh, was that they then, this sounds so, this is where it gets really batshit. So after the whole metallic voice EVP thing, they then started saying that the, that the lab became essentially haunted and like weird stuff was moving around. But then they also said that it was like a, like a help me Obi-Wan Kenobi style uh, hologram appeared in the lab of a little UFO which would fly around the lab. <laughs> and, but the thing was, half the people that were involved in working on it were just like, yeah, I'm out, I'm done. I don't want to be involved in it because it then started happening at their homes as well. Like weird stuff was happening. Oh, St- stuff was appearing. And, uh, and then a guy got phoned up and the metallic voice was saying stuff to him. One of the, one of the professors that was involved in it and he freaked out. And then the final straw for him allegedly was that, uh, again, allegedly was that he was having dinner with his family and a weird disembodied arm 
with a, <laughs> with like a metal hook for a hand appeared in the middle of the living room, just like floating, and they were like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm going to have to look even more into... Opera- that's Operation Stargate, folks. Yeah. It's not got Kurt Russell <laughs> and some Egyptian things in it. <laughs> but the rest of that story gets weirder, but I won't even get into it because it just sounds so crazy anyway. So crazy. Just give us one last little bit. Go on, Dan. Well, no, allegedly... Again. I love the fact you're saying allegedly now. <laughs> We're going to call this podcast Top 5 Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently then the final straw was a load of the people that had been involved in that, that after then hearing about the weird disembodied arm in a grey suit with a hand missing, they were then having a meeting in a hotel in a room and there was like a knock at the door and they open the door and a guy literally just walks into the room and goes, oh, I'm in the wrong place. And he's wearing a grey suit and with, with one arm like tied up, like missing. You know, like... Fucking hell. <laughs> so I reckon that was just a prank. Yeah. Ta-da! It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, man. Like, but yeah. But they Operation all Stargate was, aside, stuff get, was getting financed. Yeah, That's all that shit aside... The American government paid $22 million to have a bunch of psychics sit in a room and try and, like, penetrate uh, other countries, like, facilities using remote viewing. That's where the whole many steric goats thing comes from because that was part yeah, of it yeah, as yeah. well. They were then trying to work out if they could kill someone using their mind. Bloody hell. Mind bullets. Mind bullets. <laughs> wow. <When> I... <laughs> wow. Wow. Sure, you look out. You're, you're blown away here. There's just so much there in it. I've got. To, I've got to probably look into Operation Bloody Stargate now. Next I'm time we'll just going. do top five farts. I'll be having. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be having a very late night tonight. I'm you're gonna, gonna be, be scared out your wits. Yeah, I'm gonna go and freak my fucking brain out there. Yeah. Right, Google frenzy. Dan, mate, it's been it's been awesome. It's been wacky as fuck. But I think um, I'm I not think, saying I believe all this. I think stuff. I think our listeners are going to love this, and I Definitely. think that um, we've got to hear like come on tweet yeah. in and let's have a chat. What are your top? You still do bands on radio as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still do that <laughs> occasionally. Not after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know what, right? With yeah. with my podcast, mm. I get into a bit. Of yeah, this talk sort about of stuff. the aspect of your podcast. Yeah, like, I don't want to. You know, I'm not trying to like shoehorn and advert. No, you should do, mate. You should do. But like, my one is is all with mainly musicians from my world, which is obviously like rock and metal. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of them that I speak to, because I have certain beliefs and interests and like, as we've kind of skimmed the surface of, Mm -hmm. invariably when we're doing an interview with someone, I'll be like, so like, where... uh, where does creativity come from? When you're when you're writing music and you feel like things are really flowing, and a lot of people go, "Oh yeah, I was just in the zone or whatever." But then that's a period where time totally changes. I'm reading a really good book about the nature of time at the moment, which I can't remember if it's called Time Warp. But cool. Um, but yeah, time does change when you're in the middle of a creative process so, or anything that you're intently focusing on. You know, like everybody knows that whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, you you just feel like time becomes elastic because your your whole perception of it changes and you get lost within something. But but all the people that I interview, I always get to the point where I'm like, do you feel like when you're writing music that you're almost channeling something? Which sounds like proper pot smoke like mm. talk. No, no, I don't think at all. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it sounds really like a bit hippie. 
but I don't think I've had anyone go, <laughs> what are you on about? Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, it just kind of flows. And some of them are really open about it. Like Maynard from Tool, when I spoke to him on that episode, he was he was quite cagey about it at first, but but I'd previously done one with um, Jazz Coleman, who sings in Killing Joke. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like he, I've kept my sort of crazy filter slightly dialed back. I know it's probably... People he never have, did. Yeah. People, <laughs> no, are, no, no. people are going to think that if yeah. that's me like yeah. dialed down, then, yeah. then I must properly yeah. be living in, in a dream world. But with him, I found that I could just go, yep, just turn it right Straight up and take yeah, no yeah. filter whatsoever. Because he was coming out with madness, proper, just crazy theories. that, And he was so like energized by it and, and, and so it was so heartfelt that I couldn't help but go along with it. Yeah. And, and I ended up saying stuff to him as well. And he was just like, like... Whereas most people would be like, yeah, you, just, you should leave now. He was just like, yeah, 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 and would just go off on one. So that was a really good one. But, but And I found that he's been like almost like my safety blanket. Yeah. Because whenever I've, I've interviewed someone, so Maynard's a good example. I, basically, Jazz had said that every time Killing Joke plays, right, he, he wears like... Always, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wears like that... Well, it's not makeup, actually. Like half of it's makeup, but other times it's like cigar ash or yep. like... It's it's like a ritual process, mm. and he knows a lot about. I was asked to do a band with him actually fairly recently, uh, which is all based. I can't get into it actually. Maybe he doesn't. Well, anyway, blah blah blah. Haha, <laughs> nothing. Can't talk about it. to do with that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And he so he wears this thing, and it's like a mask, and mm -hmm. he he says that when he's when he becomes that person with that mask on, he becomes a different person. And you could look at that from a psychological standpoint, or you could look at it from like a thin white joke as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like if you live on peppers and cocaine and milk, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna change. Yeah, <laughs> imagine what his shits are like. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. But but he becomes another person, and he says that that stuff flows through him a lot more easily when he's that other person. And I, so I started talking to Maynard about. When Tool played, he would wear a lot of makeup yep. and he would have these different personas. And I think, half, and I said to him, half of it must be, I, I see it that you're kind of messing with your fan base to a certain degree. But I also believe that, and that was where the safety blanket came in. I said, when I spoke to Jazz Coleman, he said that he became another thing and things flowed through him a lot, a lot differently. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, 100%. When you, when you are stepping out the way and you let these things move through you, they move through a lot easier if, you, if, you, if you're happy to just step aside. And, and, I, and that's what I love doing my in podcast. Per, in performance, wow. or you're talking about writing? Everything. In everything. In, in, in making art. Creativity. And, and actually then performing that. And, and that's what I like doing. That's what, they're the, the ones that I really love about my podcast. Like the Alan Moore one, again, I did his one was so long. That it's was a fascinating, dude. Yeah, that was I did that in two parts, and he mm. was amazing, man. He's I never listen back to the podcast when, once I've done them because mm. I get what I want from them, and mm. then I feel like I don't know. I just, I would just feel weird listening back mm. to it, but I always listen. I've listened back to his twice now, aside from when we were doing it, just because 
there's so much to take he's, in. He's fascinating, mate. He, I once read a, a very, very small interview he did for a shortlist, and after that, I was absolutely enamoured. And it was yeah. about you know how he feels like the beginning of language was the start of magic. And yeah. But then he explains what he means by that and how things move from the immaterial to the material world. Like, that, this, this chair didn't exist... Until someone thought of it. And, and had the idea. So therefore the idea. the idea is more powerful than the physical yeah, item itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can destroy the chair, but you've all got the idea, the idea about remains. what a chair is so you can make yeah. another one. Yeah. yeah, he's a deep dude. Yeah, he's, he's wicked. Yeah, he's he said the most, the most r- thing that I've re-quoted actually on, on doing all of these interviews was he said to me that um, when we were discussing this kind of stuff, he said that an artist is, is, is like a window and, and all you can do is make yourself as, as wide as possible and as clean as possible to let the light come in and shine through you. But what you must never forget is you should never look down at the pattern of the, the light on the floor and go, ah, oh, look at what I made, I'm so clever. Right. And I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, but that, that's what I like... That's what I like doing. I like getting into that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about somebody's new album or their new book, mm-hmm. but then we we kind of take this sideline off where, it, and it, and you get a feeling of why, the music they make sounds the way it is. Like I just did one with Andrew WK. His new album is incredible, and a lot of people just think he's he's like. They just think it's like meathead rock, and it's mm. like. Oh yeah, he just like parties, and that's his thing. Mm. If you watch There's that documentary, so much going on with that guy. Mm. He's so smart. If you watch that documentary, them two kids made about him. No, it's on Amazon Prime, and these two fans, yeah, took him to a safari park, in the back of that was um that was at Port Lim, was at it? a festival called Heavy. Yeah, I remember when they took it. Yeah, and they just drove him around, and they made a film about it. And it's fucking weird. Yeah, he's got a lot to say. Yeah, he has. So his new album is incredible, man. Amazing. It's so uplifting and empowering. Because a lot of people, if I remember rightly, when, when Party Hard and She's Beautiful, whatever, come out, overnight he was front page enemy, front page Kerrang. He yeah. was like, transcended any genre. You know, white t-shirt, white jeans, bloodied nose. He had all the answers. Mm. He was going to be this huge thing. And it come from nowhere, and so there was all the conspiracy then that he yeah. was a plant. You know, and there's it, all the conspiracies about uh, how he's not the original Andrew WK. That's right. That's right. And bro, like the the conversation we had is is awesome. I think he's he's really interested in a lot of this stuff that a lot of people think is quite wacky. I think, and he never really comes out with it too much. But he said things to me, like when mics are down and I knew that we could go there a little bit in the interview and it feels like we did. I mean, the first half of it, I just speak to him for like, I don't know, 25 minutes about, about the album cover yeah, and about all the symbolism within that. But he's, he's a super smart guy, man. So people want to hear it, Dan. Yeah. Podcast is called. It's called someone who isn't me. Or, I mean, it's affectionately known as Swim. And it's so on, on the socials, it's just Swim Podcast on Insta and Twitter. Mine is Daniel P. Carter on Insta and Twitter. But, um, yeah, if you search on Acast, acast.com forward slash someone who isn't me, or on iTunes, someone who isn't me, it should come up. 
we, we'll make sure when this comes out we, we tag all of that in it anyway so Wicked, thanks. All, all yeah of, uh, for sure and let's hear what people's contributions to this podcast have got have people got questions or got their own uh, CIA things that they want to yeah. throw in the mix because I'm sure oh man this has renewed my sort of interest in it because I'm really you need to start doing the tinfoil twats tinfoil yeah. twats Dan you'll have to come I'll, on mate I'll be a guest on that anytime <laughs> you want me sweet anytime and uh, yeah go and check out um, the uh, spy cats and uh, the, the pigeon absolutely <laughs> missile pigeons missile takes bare batteries um, Dan where can people you on the radio uh, BBC Radio 1 Sunday night 7 till 10 there you go Dan thanks lot. pleasure mate. man thank Brilliant. you so much Last. that was my first ever podcast thanks superb our pleasure man thank you Dan that was absolutely super I think everybody I hope everybody found that as interesting as I did I genuinely loved it well done mate Um, thanks everyone for listening I hope you listen to next week's which is and that's going to be absolutely fantastic Um, I'm going to go now because I can hear someone tapping at my front door with a hammer I can't imagine it's anything sinister, so I'll go and uh, I'll go and open it and see who it is. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.